Welcome to Fucking Cancelled, a podcast about what the left is like, what to do about it, and what it'll be like once we've done it. In today's episode, we're joined by Alexia Rodigis, singer and guitarist of the band Destroy Boys. We talk about creativity, life after cancellation, and how acting like a cop to your friends is not very punk rock. Welcome back to Fucking Cancelled. Welcome back to Fucking Cancelled. Um, we're here today with Alexia Rodinis, um, who is a friend of the pod and um, <laughs> and a singer songwriter um and the vocalist and guitarist from destroy boys hello Bye. hello i'm so happy to be here we're really stoked I, to have you yeah i love fucking canceled i love jay <laughs> i love clementine <laughs> y'all are modern gods Aww, thank <laughs> well, you <I> <laughs> Yeah, how are you doing today? Some sort of psychopomps. Um, I'm good. I am pretty relaxed. I got some good sleep last night. I had like crazy dreams, but I don't remember. I don't remember them really, which is kind of a shame because I know that they were interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Well, it's great to finally get you on the pod. We met Alexia in Montreal. When was that? Like last year, like in September, I think. Yeah. They came and played, Destroy Boys played in Montreal. We got to meet. It was really nice. Mm -hmm. Um, So you want to tell us um, about Destroy Boys? Like, tell us about you as a musician and tell us about your band. Tight. So I'm in a band called Destroy Boys, and we, it's hard to pin down the genre exactly. I say it's like melodic rock. It's like punk-influenced rock music. Um, Been compared to like Blondie, to Bikini Kill, to Misfits. A lot of different bands, but it's, it, you know, I feel like there's something for everyone in our band, but we definitely get a little crazier sometimes. And uh, we've been in that band. It was my first band. Um, it is my first band. And we've been playing for like seven years, mm-hmm. I think, since 2015. So it's going to be eight years this year, which is insane, honestly. Um, I've been playing music since... Since I was little, I I sang by myself a lot, and I did a little bit of theater, but never really, like, presented in front of people, and I sort of was, like, a secret musician for my life until I met my guitarist, and then she really kind of, like, they brought me, like, out of my shell, so that was cool. Yeah, Mm -hmm. hell yeah, right on. Um, My favorite song of yours is called Locker Room Bully. Uh, Mm -hmm. What's it about? Why did you write it? So, well, first of all, like, Locker Room Bully, the, the title comes from this character that my bandmates have, where we do a lot of bits. My Especially my bandmates are, like, really, really, they're so funny. I'm I'm often, like, an audience member, but I, I love being the audience member. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one of them, like, is the Locker Room Bully, and so he'll go around with a wet towel and, like, and, like smack my other bandmates. Um, <laughs> so that's where the title of the song specifically comes from. But the song itself is about, I mean, it's about being canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's really not another, it's about a lot of things, right? But that's what it came from. 
Um, it's about being canceled. It's about how complex it is. It's kind of about good and evil, I suppose, or seeing like how complex people are. Um, and it was really sort of an expression of my anger about, Mm -hmm. about cancellation, about cancel culture. Totally. Music is a good place for that to like express that kind of anger. Yeah, definitely. Especially the kind of music that we do, like we do pretty punk shit. So it was like, I love that. I can so freely cuss on this. (laughs) Cause usually during interviews, I'm like, fuck. But yeah. um, Yeah. Locker room bully is, is, is a really fun, like crazy rage filled song, but it was like, it's full of rage, but I also really tried to keep it nuanced at the same time. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't just like, fuck you for this and fuck you for that. It's more an exploration of like, why does this happen? You know, do you mm-hmm. really want justice? Or are you just throwing stones? Like, um, that's sort of the, the I, that's kind of one of the main takeaways of the song, I think. Totally. And I mean, I like the reference to locker room bullies, because even though the impact of cancel culture is like really fucking real and severe, it's also like this shit is fucking bullying. Like, yeah. And those like power and dominance moves of just trying to like humiliate people and like also like gain your own popularity by pushing other people down is like such classic like schoolyard shit. And yet Mm -hmm. here we are all doing it as adults. Um, Yeah, literally. So, no, I'm, oh, yeah, no, go I'm, ahead. I'm just thinking about how it is super. And that's the thing, too, is like, you know, in high school, I always or in school, I learned that I learned I was taught that bullies are, you know, have other stuff going on with them. And that's mm-hmm. kind of why they they take it out on other people. Yeah. And I feel like cancel culture I feel like a lot of it comes from like such a good place. Like people are really upset with, with the way that the world is, you know, I just think that the energy gets misplaced into targeting individuals. Um, And that, that is like, that's one of my thoughts about all of that too. Just like Mm -hmm. people are like an unrest internal, an internal unrest for like a trauma that happened to them or, you know, something like that. And then they decide to take it out. Yeah, and, like, the general state of powerlessness of living in this, like, dystopian nightmare, you know? Mm -hmm, And then, mm -hmm. yeah, like, what you're talking about, like, on the podcast, we tend to call it scapegoating. Like, the Mm -hmm. idea that by, like, taking one individual person and turning them into a symbol for, like, whatever issue and then thinking that if you destroy their life, you're, like, somehow fighting against that issue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But that's so, like, reducing it to the individual when it's always, like, you know, all of this, all the reasons, like you know, the quote-unquote, you know, like, the bad things that people do, like, to get mm-hmm. canceled, it's, like, that's a product of our society, and it's not going to stop if one person, you know, is, like, if one person's life is ruined, like, there's totally. a million people that are going to act the same fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, specifically, I wanted to ask you about, like, what impact you feel cancel culture is having on musicians? Yeah. So. I think it's having a, let's see, I'll just say that, that almost everyone, I feel like most of the musicians I know are afraid of getting canceled. Yeah. Even the sweet, like the most not, even, and in particular, like the most 
like I guess non-cancelable kind of people, right? Like mm-hmm. the most the people who try to do really good, like the yeah. people who try to be good people are so afraid of getting canceled. Like that is such a threat for every musician I know. Mm-hmm. Like some people don't give a fuck and you know there's a there's like some people who don't care. Um which is awesome and I love that. But <laughs> I do feel like overall like everybody's afraid of getting canceled, you know? And for one thing or another, there's like a hyper, like an internal hyper vigilance of like, mm-hmm. uh, or or within a band, so that feels internal still, um, of like kind of monitoring like what my bandmate is doing, like is my bandmate gonna do something that's gonna get me canceled? Like, am I doing something? You know, whatever. Yeah. And like, just the general anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like, I I don't feel like people who aren't artists, like, and especially people who aren't musicians, like, don't really feel it. But as a musician, like musicians like we like cancellation happens so much like with us so it's it's kind of like a pretty present threat i think totally and it's fucking weird to have your life like have that much scrutiny on your life you know like Mm -hmm. having like being like kind of famous or whatever is super fucking weird because it's like you know nobody is perfect you know, everybody is like messy sometimes or like whatever. And most people can kind of do that. And like, it isn't necessarily going to be like all over the internet, like, but for Mm -hmm. musicians, I think, and like other public facing people, like there's, there's people out there like fucking looking for dirt who are like always like scanning everything to just see if there's anything that that might stick, you know? Mm -hmm. So I've like been wish, you know, just along these lines, something a little kind of silly, but true is, like, you know, I can't, like, go to the club and, like, be a messy-ass bitch at the club. Right. I I do. I have done that, you know? But it's, like, I don't feel like I can because I'm, like, what if someone recognizes me and decides to post about it? Or I even had someone when I was, like, 17, we had, like, a small thing one night, you know? And then I come to find out three years later that they live-tweeted the entire fucking thing. Like, they, they tweeted our entire interaction throughout the night. Like, oh, my God, like, we made out, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's and weird. it's super fucking weird, such an invasion of privacy. Um, and it's really annoying that I don't get to like, just live my life and be a, a dumb 23 year old, like all the other 23 year olds yeah. do. Yeah. Um, and like you started playing music really young and like your band mm-hmm. blew up. Like what's, what's it been like navigating this shit and being in the public spotlight as like a young person like that? I mean, it's really hard. It's really, it's really it's 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 so nuanced it's so especially like not having anyone in my family like have that experience Mm -hmm. you know um it's really kind of an isolating thing because people think one thing about oh like you're famous you have this and that blah 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 but it's and then but like there's parts of it that I want to complain about but I don't feel like I get to because I have all these other things that are really cool um and so yeah, and just like the scrutiny of of being judged like for anything. And I could not even I could not do something. You know what I mean? Like people and oh god, I don't know, dude. Like the fact that people can make shit up is really right. annoying. I kind of don't like I do live my life however I want, right? But there's a certain there's a part there's something in the back of my head that tells me you know, you're being judged, like, watch out what you do, watch out what you say, because, you know, someone's going to come after you, um, for X, Y, and Z, but I also kind of feel like damned if you do, damned if you don't, so I don't really care as much anymore, thanks, being canceled, um, yeah, but it, it was, it's really weird, like, 
especially being young, because like it's really weird kind of like having some sort of fame, some sort of power, especially when you're young, because it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm 19 and I'm stupid. Like, <laughs> I'm like a young person. I haven't lived, like, I just became an adult, you know? I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how I'm supposed to act. Like, I don't know how to communicate effectively. No one taught me how to do that. I have totally. no frame of reference for that. Um, And so it's a lot of, like, extra pressure that, like, people who aren't in the public sphere simply don't have to deal with. Um, you like, you know... You might be judged by your friends, but you're not going to be judged and potentially harassed by, like, thousands of people, you know? Yeah. I can't even imagine because it's, like, at this point, you know, I'm, like, kind of Instagram famous and, like, I get stopped in cities, like, when I'm traveling, people will come up to me and they recognize me and stuff like that. And it makes me realize that, like, people probably recognize me and don't say something. Yeah. And so it's, like, if I'm, like, crying or, like, just like being like I don't know I'm I'm a little bit like a bit of a drama rama person mm-hmm. and like sometimes I just cry and yeah. I'm like what like people are just looking at me and they might know and they might say something and that's me at 36 you know mm-hmm. I can't fucking imagine what it would have been like if there was people who knew who I was and like gave a shit about that when I was like 19 like mm-hmm. I got sober at 25 I was insane when I was a teenager and like the idea of putting that much pressure on people who are that young it's like obviously fucking people in their late teens and early 20s are going to be messy are going to make mistakes yeah are not going to know what they totally think about things that's like literally the whole point of like growing mm-hmm. up and like being a young person so it's pretty fucking mm-hmm. wild that that much pressure is uh is put on people um yeah. I feel like it's really restrictive too like I um this is like a this is you know made me think of this where I know a lot of people who for example are scared to make the first move when they're hanging out with, when they're on a date with someone yeah because they're afraid that they're gonna like get canceled that's kind of that's the back fear you know the fear yeah. is like oh I'm afraid that like I'm there. I'm going to ask them and they're going to like feel uncomfortable or whatever. And it's like, but in the behind that is like, I'm afraid that like, I'm going to get punished for trying to kiss someone, you yeah. know? Um, but then, you know, you get to the end of the day and someone says something and it's like, Oh, I've been wanting to do that this entire time. Oh, oh, but, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and, and so like, that's just a small example, but I feel like there's a lot of, it, it's also very restrictive because then we can't have real conversations with each other. Um, it's harder to like have, you know, meaningful, deep connections with people because it's like, oh, man, what if they cancel me? What if they judge me, et cetera? Like, it's crazy. Totally. It is a lot to deal. It is a lot to deal with. And, and like, it doesn't make sense. We, like, learn through making mistakes, you know? Yeah. And it's like, how could you expect someone to just be, like, fully formed at, like, 19 and, like, know how to act and, like, what they think and believe? And, like, yeah, and, like, social mm-hmm. skills are, like, literally learned and, like, yeah boundaries too like learning how to notice like how to read body language how to like communicate all of those things are like learned kind of also through like you know education can help a little bit but a lot of it is learned on the ground through like making mistakes and figuring shit out you know so it's crazy that people are being yeah just held to such high standards at such a young age Mm -hmm. um yeah wait another way I just like there's also like I, I always kind of bring this up when I when talking about like cancel culture is that you know, also there's super unrealistic expectations put on people, on the public figure. Also public figure, yeah. I'm using that word super loosely because yeah. random ass, like, you know, 
like local bands also kind of get the same scrutiny totally. sometimes. Yeah. Um is that when I personally did not really make my own big mistake until I was 19. You know what I mean? Like up until I was 19, I could kind of be like uh, like, my parents did that, oh, school is doing this, like, blah, 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 but then, when I was 19, I did something, I made the choice, like, and then right after I did it, I was like, oh, this was really bad, this is, like, a really bad idea, I should have done that, like, I feel so bad, and I, I, like, felt an insane amount of guilt for my own actions, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, and I think that a lot of people, like, you know, a lot of cancelers, I don't think are old enough to have had that experience yet. Um, you know, cause like if I, if it took me until 19 to re- to do something and be like, oh no, like the consequences of my own actions. Um, I, I would judge people from a way different perspective. I used to, you know, think that, oh, well, they can't be sorry. You can't be sorry for what you did. Like you're lying, whatever. And then I did that and I was like, oh no, like I truly do feel so sorry for what I did, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, And I really don't feel like, you know, the people who cancel all the time either, like, don't have that kind of self-reflection or don't have, like, the life experience yet to to change their expectations of people and to, you know, and so that's another thing with, like, cancel culture being kind of, like, a younger person's phenomenon is that our... You know, because older people like don't give a fuck about anything. You know, no, but like the fucking millennials, man. Yeah, we're that's not true. That young. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, like yeah, but I do think like I, I know what you, I know what you're saying. I think even <laughs> like cancelers can be kind of like divided into like several different groups. Yeah, there's, there's factions. There's definitely like one group of them that like really falls into what you're saying. Where I think yeah. it's like if they're like either they're like sheltered mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. they just they basically haven't lived a life that has required them to like make a bunch of mistakes and be like messy and just be out in the world sort of like with no idea what they're doing and therefore like doing things that they like mm-hmm. might regret later mm-hmm. and then realizing that they can like do things they regret and still be a good person and like mm-hmm. wor- like you know work on their whatever their faults and and move on and grow and learn Mm-hmm. um because they didn't have to you know yeah um, and I think that's definitely like there's a group of people that totally fall into that category what's interesting too is there's like other people who had like really fucked up lives um mm-hmm. who and are still went through, went through a lot of shit and are still very cancely and I think mm-hmm. that there's like a different sort of like mechanism mm-hmm. going on with those people yeah but uh yeah, and yeah. that also, one to like, me that one to me or sorry finish sorry well I was gonna say also like as Clementine was saying you know like there's a lot of like millennials who are like you know pushing forty now and are still doing this shit. But, and it's just like you're not like youth anymore. Like Steve Buscemi meme, you know, with the skateboard, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Fellow kids. yeah. Like that is millennials, and that's like a weird cultural phenomenon of millennials is that like we didn't really grow up. So I think in mm. part it like because the, because of the economy as well. Like there mm. there wasn't the opportunity for us to do the milestones of adulthood that like the generations before us did. So like we stayed perpetually in youth culture, um, mm. and so maybe as part of that we were like, well, if we're staying in youth culture. Let's stay with the whole <laughs> <Let's> cancel people. <laughs> Let's cancel people. So sick. It's so cool. The new skateboarding. Um, Yeah. No, that makes sense. I feel like my, I'm pretty, I'm a lot more familiar with sort of like the Gen Z. Yeah. Like faction of of cancel people, of cancellation, um, which is funny that there's like different categories. (laughs) yeah. But yeah, that like, um, that's really interesting about like not growing, not being able to grow up, not growing up. um, That's really fascinating. I love that. I I do feel like it is something different too, where I feel like that's kind of the section of like, 
I want to get justice because the world is so fucked up. How can I do that? I'm yeah. going to target this individual because it's super easy for me to can't to say, hey, fuck you, die on on Instagram. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or mm-hmm. like it, that, like it's an easy way to feel like you're doing something for the world. Mm-hmm. Um, Because, you know, like actually going to a DSA meeting requires you to like get out of your house um, and get off your phone. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like. I, I, I really feel like people just, they want to do something, you know, but there's not, but it's like hard to find like what to do social justice wise, even though I think that's kind of a cop out. Cause it's really like, you know, I'm, yeah, but I don't I'm think they, they, but... they don't see models for like effective organizing, like presented yeah. to them. Right. Like they mm-hmm. don't, even if they go to the DSA, I mean, like mm-hmm. we just yeah. had like class unity on, we were talking about some of the ways that the DSA has gone in certain places where it became really cancely, you know, yeah. or it became really focused on like symbolic, like shit instead of like material organizing and that that's happened all over like the left, you know? So yeah. I think for a lot of people, they're just like looking around and they're just like, what like politics is posting like politics mm-hmm. is canceling so mm-hmm. that's what we'll do i guess yeah um and it's it is great. and like for, you know it's also like a very accessible way to organize you mm-hmm. know that's the crazy thing about cancel cultures like wow like this is actually really powerful i wish we could steer this boat right. in another direction like because yeah. this is actually yeah. really cool you know when you think about it it's like that's kind of a crazy little general strike that's going on against this <laughs> one person like, <laughs> totally. or if, you could, if you could make it like impossible for like major institutions to operate on the internet, yeah, like, that would be like very yeah. interesting, you know what I mean? Because the internet mm-hmm. is real, like the internet is real life, we all live on the internet all the time, you know. And if like Amazon was just incapable of like doing anything in any of its press releases or like any of its social media or like anything at all without like millions of people being like, go fuck yourself, like, let's eat Jeff Bezos. Like yeah. that that would be like kind of cool, you know. But yeah. But unfortunately, they also have billions and billions of dollars. And that's yeah. why like cancel culture doesn't actually work against yeah. people yeah. with real power because they'll yeah. just be like, sorry, we deleted the entire platform on which you were talking shit about yeah, because we, yeah. we own it. We yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Exactly. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, but okay, so we kind of went off yeah. on a tangent, but yeah. um I love tangents. I love tangents. I love a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we wanted to ask you about like So we've talked about like the public scrutiny on like, you know, being a quote public figure and like the way that your life gets scrutinized. But like, do you feel like this has um, impacted you creatively? Like, do you think that the the threat of cancel culture um, impacts the music that you make? So interesting question. I think that getting, you know, being canceled affected me psychologically, materially, et cetera, et cetera. It affected me completely. So that's is going to have an impact on my creative abilities mm. on my on how comfortable I feel creating. There was a long like I remember the month after it happened, I don't know if I wrote any music. I think I didn't do anything mm. um because I did not want to think about it at all, you know. Um so it did affect me. It does affect me still. Um, I think in a more somatic, less kind of obvious way, I think it's more about the not feeling comfortable in general, mm-hmm. you know, and not mm-hmm. being, not feeling like I can trust anybody. Um, it's gotten, you know, I went to therapy, listened to the pot, listened to fucking cancel, <laughs> like did a lot of reading, talked to a lot of my friends, you know, so I feel a lot better now. Um, 
but it was really hard to write music for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does affect me in the way that I'm like, I want to say everything correctly. I want to say, mm. I want to, I have to, I want to like get my thoughts down in a coherent way so that people can't misconstrue what I'm saying, even though they're going to misconstrue it anyways. Like, it's funny. I I wrote a song and then someone like was telling me what they thought about the song was about. And it was literally the complete opposite of right. what I did. And it's like that, well, that's the nature of art, you know? Yes. Um, but it has definitely affected me, but, you know, creatively, but more so in like, you know, if I don't feel comfortable in my mind, in my body, it's going to be hard for me to write music. Mm. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting too, like, cause you make, you make like punk basically, like, mm-hmm. or at least it's like punk, like influenced. Right. Mm-hmm. And um I don't know. We've always felt that the the like puritanical impulses of cancel culture and of the nexus like really don't align with punk. And it's really interesting how a, a big part of punk got fucking like taken over by these people. Um, and it's just like so so like opposite of what punk always meant. Like you know, because like punk is supposed to be a space where you can be like fucking messy and like mm-hmm. really like weird and fucked up and like it's that's what it is you know and so it's like when these there's these little people sort of like scolding everyone for their behavior and and being like such cops about everything like it really doesn't align do you have mm-hmm. i don't know do you have thoughts about about that oh 100 <laughs> percent um yeah punk is super i mean one thing that i made the first thing that or one of the things that made me think about just now was about how like if you want to try a new kind of performance like you can't or you can mm-hmm. but you're gonna ex- face a lot of backlash for it and just like I think before, you know, without the internet, like you could do something and then you're not going to know really right. what people think about it. But um, now with the internet, you can go and search your name and see what people think about it. I kind of thought about um, how King Princess, I think, like took off her shirt during on a show, mm. which is tight. Like I mm-hmm. think about, I wish, you know, I have boobs. Like I can't just <laughs> be outside with my fucking shirt off, which is stupid. Yeah. Um, And I remember, like, King Princess got, like, some backlash for that when it's, like, that's a really cool performance. And that's a really cool statement to make. Like, why, you know, and it's, like, oh, there's, like, kids in the audience and blah, blah, blah. And it's, like, I'm sorry, did we not have, like, Free the Nipple? And, like, did we not all (laughs) come to the, you know, obviously we all didn't come into agreement that that a chest is not inherently sexual. But some of y'all, like, didn't get the memo. Um and so, like, I would love to do something like that, but I'm afraid of what people right. are going to say. I'm afraid of how it's going to affect me materially. I'm afraid of uh-huh. how it's going to affect, like, my ability to live. Because I live for, I, li- I work in music. I live yeah. in music. Like, I put a lot of time and energy into this shit. I'm finally getting paid for it. It's awesome. And, but I can't necessarily take the risks that I want to, um, or I didn't. I feel more like, you know, I'm going to. Um, but I still have, there's like a lot of fear about, about taking creative risks, taking political risks, taking controversial, just doing something, just doing something different, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it is really ironic because it's like, you know, if you go like the punk scene that I was in, people were horrible. People were so fucked up. (laughs) 
It's like, well, yeah, it's like you have all the traumatized ass bitches, you have all the addicts, you have like the, you know, people who are messed up in X, Y, or Z way, like, of course they're going to be awful, but they're going to be so sweet too and insightful and creative and that's like what people are. Um, It is so, so, so contradictory to punk to be like pro cancel culture because... It's like then then what are you gonna do at the punk show if you're not like kicking stuff over yes. you know what I mean and like being disorderly uh yeah. and, you know I it's it's funny I too know. I feel like I feel like all the like classic punk music that was made like just couldn't be made today, you know? Mm-hmm. People be like, mm, holiday in Cambodia, I don't know. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I feel the need to to say that at a certain point in my youth, I started a topless mosh pit, and um, <laughs> wow, all of got topless, um, and we were like slipping and sliding on like puddles of beer and like broken glass and shit, and we were having yeah. a nice time, mm-hmm. you know. And <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I don't know if that could happen now. Like, probably that someone sounds... would say it's a bit problematic. I don't know. Yeah, someone be like, hey, like, there's like a, a 15 year old here. Like, don't show your titties at the punk show, and it's like. This kid sees boobs on the internet probably every day. Calm down. Like, chill. You know, it's literally not a big deal. The point is that we're making it less of a big deal by doing that. Yeah. Um, I just feel like, oh, God, like, I don't know. Yeah, it is super. It's so, like, not not that, like, you know, it's so not punk to, like, cancel people because it's, like, punk is about acceptance, I feel like, more than anything. Unity. It feels more about unity, too. Yeah, and, like, to me, yeah, it was, like, yeah. just, like, fucked up people, like, you know, coming together to, like, mm-hmm. fucking express themselves. And, like, yeah. definitely what you're saying about taking risks. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like punk was always a space of taking risks. Um, yeah. Another thing, you know, that I feel like was really common in punk was just, like, a real anger against cops and against, like, authoritarianism and against, like, people telling you what to do, you know? Um, and so... Yeah, like I find there to be such a huge contradiction between that's why I wrote like my like fuck the police means we don't have like cops to each other because mm-hmm. on the one hand, we have like, you know, all of this like anti-police shit. And then on the other hand, we literally are like keeping files on each other, um, outing each other, trying to destroy each other's mm-hmm. lives, et cetera, et cetera. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always tell people when I'm talking about this, I'm like you like I don't think that someone should go to prison like no matter what they did and in the same way I don't think that anybody should be canceled because neither one is an effective tool to mitigate harm Mm. you know like they simply neither one of those things works to make people better to heal like um a fucked up situation and it doesn't make any sense. I think it's so funny that, like, you know, in the Gen Z sphere, at least, like, people are always like, yeah, a cab, like, fuck the police, fuck 12, like, oh, I'm going to these protests. And then our, like, <laughs> you know, sock, like, was in a, <laughs> was in a toxic, like, we were in a toxic relationship and they wanted to break up with me. And, you know, I didn't think, you know, I I didn't think that was okay. Like, fuck them, you know, fuck yeah. sock, like destroy them, destroy this bitch. Like, yeah. and it's like, okay, but ACAB, like, toxic, don't call the cops. The like, when, yeah, exactly. Like, it's so like the same people who say ACAB, like are the so copy are so 
like, oh, you messed up. Fuck you. Get out of here. Get out of the mm-hmm. scene. We don't like you anymore. We reject you. Like you are disposable. That's the thing. It's like, it's a whole thing of like, you know, yeah. And punks too. It's like, uh, did we forget like that we're all here because like no one else wanted us. Mm-hmm. And so now mm-hmm. we're, we're choosing who gets to be in and who gets to be out. Um, yeah. what the whole Remember? point was that we're like not, um, accepted by other people. Oh God. I remember once, actually, I think it's happened to me a couple times too, but Clementine was once uh, accused of like cultural appropriation for saying fuck the police, which I thought was like really, really fucking funny. Oh my god. I'm always just like, how many cops have seen you naked? Like, that's always my hilarious comeback because for me, the answer is four. Um, (laughs) And uh, that's awful. So oh, like, I don't know, man. I think this is maybe my like, own experience. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Um, People are so ridiculous. Yeah. Alexia, yeah. what's it like to get canceled and continue anyway? Because you don't do it. <laughs> it is so scary. It's so <laughs> scary. It's so fucked up. It is so fucked up, to be honest. Um. Like, I mean, I'm really happy. I'm so grateful, like, that, you know, that the Reddit thread about our cancellation is reasonable people. I am so grateful that, you know, that's what it, you know, shit. Like, I, you know, I'm grateful that um, people can kind of see through the veil, Mm. at least a little bit. But but also, like, it's really difficult it is it is it seriously like psychologically damaged me so much um i i like had to go back to therapy it is really really hard um and it is not easy for people to do i wanted to give up so bad i was like i'm gonna go live on a farm i'm gonna go do this i'm gonna do that Mm -hmm. whatever um it was it is hard still like the way I still have anxiety about it mm-hmm. all the time. Um, it doesn't really, it goes like, it doesn't really go away. I think there's a lot of things in life like that where it's like, it doesn't really go away. I kind of just think about it differently or think about it less. Um, but it is a super, it is super stressful to be continuing as a band that was like previously canceled. Cause also like, I don't know. It's just that that looming fear of like, is it gonna happen again? You know, uh-huh, whatever. Uh-huh. I'm also like an Al-Anon bitch, so it's like really there's like a lot. There's like a lot for people who don't know what Al-Anon is. Al-Anon is like the AA, but for the family, friends, acquaintances of uh-huh. alcoholics, like partners of alcoholics. Um, and so it's like we don't get sober. We had just have to learn how to let go uh-huh. of control. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's really hard. <laughs> like, stop trying to control what other people do. Like. But totally, I don't know. Also, like, I mean, uh, you know, silver lining, like being canceled did. I have thicker skin. I kind of learned who I can trust, who I can't trust. Um, I kind of learned. I learned a lot through the experience. Unfortunately, like, even though I didn't, it shouldn't have to be like that. But there was a part of me. I was just thinking about this the other night, though, um, about how I think that. You know, it is, it's really stressful to be in the public eye as a young person. I'm a little glad that I had, I was for, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing it this way now. This is my twist on something really bad that happened. Something really, literally traumatic. Like, um, 
I think people forget that too, that it's like, this was a traumatic event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am, I am different. I am a different person yeah. because of this, this, um, like I, I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot I could say about that. Um, geez. <sighs> but, um, I was forced to kind of take a step back and think about what I care about. I was forced to take a step back to, and I leaned into spirituality, kind of found that a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm kind of glad that I had to take a pause because I could see my life being a lot different if, if, if that didn't happen, you know, I could see um, myself getting caught up in excesses of being a musician with, mm-hmm. um, with that. Like just, it's a lot, it's a, it's a lot like to deal with mentally, like going on tour is a really crazy experience. Um, being in a band is really wild. Having thousands of people watch you mm-hmm. is insane. And so I had to take a step back and, and sort of think about it. Um, and so now I have skills to like ground myself. Um, I don't look at YouTube. I don't look at comments anymore, really. Mm-hmm. Um, which maybe before, you know, I would have right. kept doing and who yeah. knows what effect that would have had on me, you know, just cause like, even if it wasn't a, a specific thing that people were talking about, right. like, yeah, people, yeah. someone's always going to be talking shit anyways. People are always talking um, shit. Always talking shit. Yeah. But like continuing to do what I'm doing after the experience that we had, like feels, oh man, it's a lot, but <laughs> I feel really brave, you know, and I'm yeah. happy and I'm really happy because I like, you know, think that I have a lot of shit that I want to say and that people want to hear. Mm-hmm. That's the thing too, is like even post cancellation, like, um, I talk to people and they are so anti cancel culture, you mm-hmm. know? Um, it was kind of nice, honestly, cause I feel like we weeded out a lot of the people that are pretty cancely mm-hmm. or those people have like, people have changed their minds. I've seen people yeah. like change their minds after they're like, oh wow. Like I just, I, I repost like fuck the police means we don't act like cops to each other. Mm-hmm. And people are like, oh wow. I didn't even think about it that way. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm really, you know, I feel very fortunate that I get to keep, that I get to keep doing this. Um, and that I feel like I give so much less of a fuck now because I'm like, what are you going to do? Do it again? Like, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, it already happened. Um, yeah. Like, I guess it could happen again. That threat is ever present. Like I still feel, I feel that threat all the time. Yeah. Um, but it's also kind of like, I don't, if it doesn't really matter what I do anyways, right. like fuck yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it doesn't really matter. Like, you know, you could, I could be sitting at home. I could not release music for five years and someone still might come around and be sure. like, you know, say something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's such a, it's such a weird, like nervous system mm-hmm. place to be in, you know, because yeah, on the one hand, it's like, it's like an ever present threat that's like hanging over your head. And, mm-hmm. and like, as much as you're like, well, it can't get worse. You're like, well, it could it, it, it could go worse. back to how it was. Yeah. Like, oh, it yeah. could get worse. It and, could go back to how it was. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Right. Or like, you know, I I also think like, you know, for for myself, like my trust in people was like shattered pretty pretty severely. Um, and you know, I've like built it back. But um, and and also like you said, you know, I weeded out a lot of people in my life who were like okay with that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. 
but then it's like well you know the people who I feel really betrayed me I didn't expect them to betray me I trusted them Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so it's like you know the fact that I trust people again like doesn't necessarily mean that I won't be betrayed again you know according to my according to my nervous system anyway I'm not trying to like scare everyone out there I'm just saying it's like a really weird place to be in like emotionally and because yeah and on the other hand you know you do really you you do move through it eventually you know and it becomes much less acute like that that fear becomes much less acute I think but like it's still kind of like there and it's hard to navigate yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean I think it's that's just a real thing to say you know that's just a real part of this experience is that it is a looming threat um and like anybody who's been canceled knows that Mm -hmm. like anybody who knows knows and sure. I, I appreciate you being honest about it because it like makes me feel better about my own experiences being like, oh, oh yeah, if if like the canceled royalty like also feels this way, like <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, the loss of trust in people is wild. Like I felt such a you know, it was a hard thing with the fans, to be honest, because Ooh. we really had a relationship, um, I feel like. And you know, that was a really interesting, you know, like the parasocial yeah. fan band thing is yeah. really, really a fascinating topic as well. Yeah. Um, And so it's interesting to think about how trust was severed between um both between mm-hmm. me and them, you mm-hmm. know, and it's and it was like, you know, all the dynamics that kind of play into that are, are really interesting as well. Um, But it is cool. I feel like, you know, the relationship between like us and our fans like feels stronger than before too. Because I also think that it's important that people know that there is a place to go when you make a mistake. Mm-hmm. And like that if, if no one, I don't know, dude, like we need a place to go to feel safe and to like know that we're not going to be destroyed and have our lives ruined for Mm -hmm. acting in a way that I don't wish I did either you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and I feel I feel really I think that I'm glad that we're still around because I have to imagine that like if I mean you know like well, we were canceled. We're obviously not a perfect band, <laughs> but if you really like, no band is perfect. Yeah, what does that Every mean? band is <laughs> fucked up. It's like, dude, like, if you take a deep dive into literally any band, into oh literally God. anyone's life, anyone's, yes, like they're super. They do have done stuff that you're not going to be aligned. Of with, course, you know. Um, and but I do feel it does feel good to at least be like a person who is like no like it's not okay it is not okay to treat people like this it is not okay to treat people like that I don't want to pretend like it is I don't want to ignore it either mm-hmm. um because I like I I can't imagine what cancel culture is having an effect on like the young like oh youth on like teenagers you know not yeah. like I'm super I feel so much older because I got canceled um I already did <laughs> feel really old as a as a yeah. as a person like you know and then after that I was like, I have aged 20 years now. Totally. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've talked uh, to some of them. Like I've talked to some of these teenagers and like, mm-hmm. 
they literally are not okay. And like, not even just the famous ones, like mm-hmm. regular teenagers who are just like living their regular teenage lives who like, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. part, part of the weird, like public figure thing and parasocial relationship mm-hmm. thing is that like social media has spread this so far that it isn't even just bands or writers or artists or people whose jobs kind of always included a certain degree of like, fame or like a certain degree of public scrutiny but like Mm -hmm. everyone is expected to have social media and to like have followers and so because of this like regular teenagers are just like and like regular people in general but like yeah regular teenagers are just like being treated as if their personal fucking business is somehow like that we should all be discussing it all the internet and like sharing it around with like hundreds or thousands of people you know it's very Mm -hmm. absurd and like Mm -hmm. okay so it's like a bit of a tangent but you know how there's people who volunteer to go into schools and do like sex ed with teenagers or like Mm -hmm. teach them about like you know queer stuff or whatever like i i kind of like actually want to do like education sessions with teens about cancel culture because it's like a big fucking thing in their lives and like their fucking therapists don't understand it yeah. and mm-hmm. like the people running the like school counseling don't whatever they don't it. fucking understand it the the law hasn't caught up to it yet like there's no there's nowhere for them to turn you know what i mean um mm-hmm. and like i can only i was i was bullied really badly as a as a kid and like i can only imagine what it would be like if everyone also had a phone and you had to be on social media and they were like filming you while they bullied you and you know yeah. putting it online and like whatever you know and i just want to say like one of the most fucked up things about cancel culture is that like because being bullied in general sucks hmm. but at least when you're being bullied you're clearly the victim in the situation but when you're being canceled people are literally bullying you like trying to humiliate you isolate you destroy your life but they keep saying you're the one who's bad and like you're the one who's like yeah. causing this mm-hmm. you know which is such a like yeah because you can't even just be like oh my god this horrible thing is happening to me because it's like people are like no actually you're the horrible thing yeah. um and yeah. also like when you get bullied in real life it goes away physically right yeah but when but you're getting canceled it's yeah. it does not go away yeah. Yeah, it is there totally. forever totally. like and you you know i can't delete what someone else posted yeah like it's there um yeah yeah. And like that one thing I yeah. one thing I wanted to say that like was kind of coming up earlier, but I feel like it kind of ties back. So I just want to say this is like mm-hmm. like people frequently will say that like like cancel culture isn't real because like people aren't really canceled, or they will take examples of someone like me and they'll say like Clementine wasn't canceled because like I still have a career you know Mm -hmm. but then when we're talking about this like thing of like this living threat and like the severe impact on like our nervous systems and also the like you know the day-to-day reality of not knowing like when it could strike again and knowing Mm -hmm. that it always could and that it's always out there and that it doesn't go away and that it can always like mutate or change or turn into some other fucking weird thing like it's like that's what it means to be canceled like to Mm -hmm. be canceled doesn't mean that like you necessarily lose your career or that you necessarily um disappear forever mm-hmm. yeah it means that you're marked it means that yeah. you live your life with a constant like threat and with like a certain degree of like weird stigma attached to you that could be activated at any time you know mm-hmm. um so yeah and i think that people who choose to continue in the face of that are incredibly brave if mm-hmm. i may say so myself mm-hmm. and um i think that it's also really important to model that because it's like People need to see that it's possible because so many people who are canceled are like, my life is over and I can never do the thing that I love again. And like one of my favorite 
pastimes is like empowering canceled people to the point where they start to do the thing that they love again. You know, yeah. and I, have, I have actively participated in this multiple times where someone's like, I will never do it again. The thing that I love, I can't. And I'm like, but maybe you can, you know? Yeah. So it's beautiful <laughs> to see you modeling that because I'm sure there's people watching who are like canceled musicians or even people who haven't been canceled yet, but who are like super afraid of it and are like, what's going to happen to me? And like, it, it'll be mm-hmm. over for me. And like, you're showing them that it's not. So I think that's really fucking beautiful. Yeah. Do you have any specific words of advice um, for musicians in particular who are trying to navigate this cancel culture bullshit? Honestly, like, fuck it. And, like, (laughs) don't align yourself with canceled values. Right. Um, Because I think, like, something that makes me feel good now and feel more secure is that, like, you know, you know, attachment styles, like, so Mm. have to do with cancel culture, too. Like, trying to create a secure attachment with um, my career, I guess. Great. Mm -hmm. Um, So cool that I have to navigate that and my romantic relationships and my friendships and blah, blah, blah. Anyways. Um, (laughs) Like, I think that the more that you're vocal about what you think like you're gonna attract the people who will accept you Mm -hmm. um and like at least I can speak from my experience anyways is that like I it makes me feel really secure when I like I just I started posting your stuff like Mm -hmm. the canceled like fucking canceled Jay Clementine like and in doing that I got replies from my friends and from random people being like, fuck yeah, I love this. Like, I see you, et cetera, et cetera. Thanks for saying something about it, whatever. Um, And it's kind of nice to know that there's, to have the affirmation from other people that even if I do do something bad, like that's, that they're not gonna immediately throw me away, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, That I would just, like, my advice would be to be vocal about, or, you know, be clear about being anti-cancel culture. Because it's also, mm-hmm. like, you don't need to take everything on. You know, you don't need to do all that. But um, if you're clear that you don't fuck with cancellation, then those cancely people, like, will not stick around. They're going to go mm-hmm. somewhere else. But mm-hmm. then you attract people who are, like, yeah, this is, I am a, a complicated, nuanced person. Like, I have critically thought about this. And I agree that I don't think that people should get canceled. And that's like, that's, that's what I want. You know, I want people also, if you don't agree, but you're interested to see what happens, like that's tight too, down for whatever. Um, But I feel like the more like clear you are about what you value, you will attract people who value the same things. Like the same way that Destroy Boys has been very, you know, like, you know, feminist and Mm -hmm. um, anti-cop, like we attract people who are the same way. Um. I think the same thing can happen, like, with cancel culture, um, if you're anti it. I had something else I was thinking about, too. I, I, I just think it's funny, like, it could, I don't know. I don't know if this is, like, more of a threat than anything, but it's, like, it can happen to anybody. Like, nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just really feel like things are going to change more. They're going to keep changing. Mm-hmm. If you talk to anybody in real life, like they're going to think that cancellation is fucking bullshit and stupid mm-hmm. and not constructive. Um, 
But yeah. yeah, I can't wait until this podcast is like superfluous and we don't have to do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my god, so cool. <laughs> I'm gonna start a podcast about like weird science facts. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so cool. I love yeah. that. My true passion. Yeah. I'm also um, thinking just like like for musicians, like just because you know, it's 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 so often I feel like the things that like the cancelable things that someone does is like what contributes to them being great at their art mm. like some you know i wouldn't be the musician that i am if i hadn't made all the choices that i made mm. good and bad like i wouldn't think the way that i do if i hadn't made my own bad choices if i hadn't you know made mistakes and grown from them i wouldn't think the same way 100%. you know what i mean because yeah, I, I feel like you know i think about sort of older um, activists, older writers, older musicians, and it's like, and their stuff is like so complex, you know, and that's, this totally happens for like anybody of any age, but I just think about older people specifically who are like, I don't know, um, who we might know less about, about their cancelable actions, right? right? Um, but it's probably like those very things, those very things that they might get cancelled for that contribute to them being really great at what they do, because they're complicated people and they can see that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you know, like like people wait, how can I put this? Like basically if you want a an artist or a musician who is not cancelable, you know, who has like never done anything that could get them in any trouble, what you want is a sanitized corporate like Disney version of an artist that has like a full team of managers and right. and who honestly might as well just be an ai you know? yeah mm -hmm. um because like that's what you're looking for you know yeah. and it's this like weird like puritanical kind of like mm -hmm. christian and also hr kind of like hrification yeah. of like culture mm -hmm. where like all of a sudden we're just like sitting here being like yeah like we only want to consume media if it was made by fucking like robots you know mm -hmm. um no offense to the robots. No, when, yeah. When you, when no, you take no over, offense. Please spare us. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, much respect to technology. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. And then it reminds me of something that Clementine always says about writing, which is that like to be a good writer, like it's not really about, it's not even really about like how you write. Like obviously that that plays into it, but like the the real like mark of a good writer is that you're writing something that is real. Mm. Like you're, you're writing something that actually you actually feel that you're actually thinking about that is like really real and really true and other people even if they have not had the same experiences as you will identify with it because they identify with the realness mm -hmm. and i think that that's really mm -hmm. true and that's why you can write something or like make music or art about something that it could be something that you did that is like literally something bad you know but mm -hmm. like the feelings that you have about it and the way that you're thinking about it are so like real and so in tune with reality and so true that they communicate a truth to the the audience you know and and that truth is what people are looking for when mm. they're when they're consuming art you know yeah we're not trying to consume well i mean you know there's there's like pop stuff that is like maybe like a bit less about truth and a bit more about sort of like a feeling you know a good dance song yeah yeah, yeah. whatever but even, <laughs> even that though like you know you can mm -hmm. you can argue that there's like there's do not tell me there is no it's about the feeling yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not i'm not saying like all pop music i'm saying there's a no, no, like yeah. art that is like a bit less like you know concerned with that kind of thing mm -hmm. but yeah like i think it's true that the, the mark of good art is that it it reflects reality and reality is never this like sanitized corporate hrified fucking 
phenomenon, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's like very messy. It's yeah. it's, it's e- human, ethically nuanced, and it's human, and it always is going mm-hmm. to be. And and like you know, people have been trying to censor art forever, and they've you know sometimes they succeed for a while, and but it always reasserts itself because that's the way that humans mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. So on this note, Alexia, we were wondering if you would grace us with some of your music. I totally will. I would still do that. And, you know, I might even play like our most popular and messiest song because yes, uh, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, just like that. Yeah, people do identify. I feel like that's why like Destroy Boys really resonates with people is because we're very like not we're very like it is so real like everything that we write about like i personally don't write something that i um don't really feel because that's just not me um and i feel like that reflects itself in the music like it's kind of you know i've thought about the last of us too like the show is like isn't everybody like kind of fucked up and it's like dystopian like that's what Mm. people love they want to see jersey shore they want to see people being ridiculous and awful because it's like a slightly exaggerated version of their own life you know and Mm. it is funny that like you know yeah like they do you know some part of society like wants the sanitized shit but it's like does anyone really want the sanitized stuff absolutely not absolutely like you know, if you're a punk, like, you don't want that shit. Unless it's, like, a, a great pop song, then I do fuck with those, too. You know, that's cool, too. <laughs> but, yeah, I love all that. Okay. Yeah, this song is super messy. Um, okay. This is called... This song is called I Throw Glass in My Friend's Eyes and Now I'm on Probation. <laughs> Some dumbass, like, 17-year-olds wrote it. Um, yeah. <laughs> disgusting like seriously dude what do you think you're doing you're like way older than me and you're gross and i don't want to do that never invite me over ever again just kidding please do i really want to hang out with you before a second like tower or something somewhere big and scary because you're scary as shit dude like i don't even know what i can tell you you kind of freak me out but we can be friends never invite me over ever again just kidding please do i really want to hang out with you What do you think you're doing? Your hands are so big and you're so tall. Wow. You know, I kind of wish I could let you do that one thing that one time, but in retrospect, it would have been a bad idea because you don't care about me like I care about you, so that'd be bad. Never mind me over ever again. Just kidding. Please do. I really want to hang out with you. 
make out with you. Amazing. I made it. I might have switched the verses, um, but that's fine. <laughs> I feel like you're allowed. It's your song. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm just going to keep going. Um, <laughs> whatever I want. You're right. It's a very messy song. Yeah. Isn't, and that is like our most popular song that people mm-hmm. love. And it's like, it's because all of y'all, it's because we're all fucked up. Like, <laughs> we're all fucked up. <laughs> Let's see. Let me it's think. true. If you weren't doing drugs with much older people when you were 17, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, maybe being well-adjusted. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Okay. Part of me really wants to do Locker Room Bully. I think I might do that one. Okay. Hunting witches' is turn into hunting bitches, and for some reason I can't seem to relax. Do me a favor and find out the facts before you come to my door, <laughs> ready to attack. I'd like to be above it all, but your words are like poison. I know it's never gonna stop, so I might as well join them. I hate biting my tongue when I know what's right, and I don't like being mean, but I won't run from the fight. Just cause you're unfulfilled doesn't mean you need to take it out on me. I see right through you. Lockerimbali! Everyone has their story and somewhere in their lies the truth. But what you say about me says way more about you. You think you know everything, but you really fucking don't. Do you really want justice or are you just throwing stones? And for some reason, I can't seem to relax. Do me a favor and find out the facts before you come to my door, ready to attack. Yeah. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Love it. Oh, God, that song is fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, one more, one more for us? One more. I got you. Let's see. <laughs> I think I might do that one. It's called Piedmont. Looks like I'm late for the party. Everyone knows the attire but me. Glass wall separates us. Catch a glimpse in two different books. 
on different shelves. Make room, please. It feels like I'm floating far from myself. Fail to notice the scenery change. Surrounding me is age Like tomorrow happened yesterday All the world's blue Make room, please It feels like I'm Camouflage, restricted, or cast out, liberated. I wanna know what they know. I wanna know what they know. Or do I? It feels like I'm floating far from myself. Nostalgic for memories I haven't had. I can't put my finger on it. There are all these things that Never know nostalgic for memories I haven't had. I can't put my finger on it. There are all these things that I'll never know. All these things that I'll never know. <laughs> Beautiful. And there you have it.
Well, thank you so much, Alexia. Thank you for gracing us with your music. That yeah. was lovely. And for coming thank on you. the pod in yeah. general. It was really nice to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I love y'all. Thanks for having me. I'm really <laughs> stoked. Thanks, everyone who listened to the podcast. If you made it through, good job. <laughs> Very proud of you. Um, I and, fucking um, love this show. We're stoked to see you in California soon. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Yes, I am so excited. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, okay well we will um put i guess destroy boys we can find like instagram oh, yeah, spotify or, yeah uh you can google it okay. um i suppose <laughs> <laughs> i guess well. i've already talked about what you might find so. <laughs> but well, yeah we'll, spotify we'll instagram in the, uh, all that yeah yeah tight we are gonna be on tour soon i would like to plug that we are gonna okay. be on tour we're playing in europe a bunch of places like germany france like england a lot in the uk um and then we're gonna be i don't know when this is gonna be out but we are gonna be touring in the u.s like mostly on the east coast midwest areas we have a show in la in april um it's gonna be a great time lots of shows great yeah we'll uh we'll put some of that in the show notes for people so people should definitely check out destroy boys we got to see them live and it was absolutely an amazing show so (laughs) go support destroy boys bye alexia bye